It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Tuesday to you. Hope it is starting off well for you. And uh, we've got a lot we can discuss today, but want to start off the show by letting you know that it seems like just last week we were giving away concert tickets and here we are giving away concert tickets again if you go to wbsm.com or the wbsm app you will have your opportunity to enter to win tickets to see boston calling three-day passes to boston calling now if you're not familiar with boston calling it is a music festival that happens every year on Memorial Day weekend at Har- at the uh, Harvard Athletic Complex. And they bring in some of the biggest bands around. They usually have uh, like two headliners each night and a full day's worth of, of music. And these, the pair of passes that we're giving out are worth $700. So we're giving away a $700 prize every day for the rest of this week. So you will get the chance to see. Now, Foo Fighters were supposed to be the headline act last year on Friday night. And obviously with the death of drummer Taylor Hawkins, they pulled out of Boston Calling. And they were off the road for, for the whole summer last year as they were trying to figure out what their future entailed. Now they have a new album coming out. They have a new single out. They haven't really, as far as I've seen, they haven't announced what they're doing yet for a drummer, but they have a lot of options. So they'll be headlining on Friday night, along with the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, which you might not be familiar with the band, but you're probably familiar with the song Maps. I actually have, um, have an internet show that I do that, long story short, the former bassist of Weezer, Matt Sharp, has a band called The Rentals. And The Rentals is usually him and whatever other musicians he gets together with. Hence the name. And he and Nick Zinner, the guitarist for the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, created a soundtrack album for my show that, like, you can go online and buy. Like, it's a real album. They have it in record stores. It was actually released last year as part of Record Store Day. So I, I always thought that, that was super cool. And I'm, I just got lucky there because I reached out to Matt over Reddit for a different album he was promoting. He came on the show and he fell in love with the show and wanted to create music for us. So, But anyway, you know, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs will be there. I don't think they'll be performing any of the songs from my show soundtrack. Uh, Paramore will be headlining, I think, on Sunday. The Lumineers, Alanis Morissette, who was supposed to be there last year but pulled out uh, because she was also very close to Taylor Hawkins. He was her former drummer. Queens of the Stone Age and dozens of other artists, uh, Fletcher, Bleachers, Nile Horn. These are the only ones I can think of. 
but uh, it, it's a full slate of music each day for three days. And as I said, a pair of these three-day passes goes for about 700 bucks, and we're going to be giving them away all week long. So if you want to win, all you have to do is go to WBSM.com, and you'll see up in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see Dave Grohl and Pat Smear there. You can click on that, and you can enter there. Or there's a button at the top, a, a link at the top that says, you know, win Boston calling passes. You can always go to the contests tab at WBSM.com in the drop-down menu. We always have our latest contests in there as well. Or if you open up the WBSM app, there's the first button now will say, you know, Boston calling. You don't have to go to all of those places to enter. You just have to pick one, and you really only have to enter one time. And then you're entered to win every single day. You can only win once, of course, but that enters you for the entire week's worth of giveaways, but only for this giveaway. So if you entered last week for Willie Nelson tickets, this is a completely separate contest, so you need to go back in and, and enter again. And we'll be giving those away the rest, all the rest of this week, and I'm excited because it's going to be a big party. It's going to be a lot of great music. And we get to send you to it. So get on over there and enter to win at WBSM.com or on the app. And at some point this morning, we will draw today's first winner of a pair of three-day passes to Boston Calling. And if you want to go and get some on your own, you don't want to worry about winning, there's a link in the story uh, where you can enter. There's a link there to go over to the Boston Calling page and be able to buy tickets directly. You may be interested in the VIP experience, which, you know, if you if you want to really up your experience and, and not have to wait in line and have special viewing areas and all that. Uh, I believe some of those tickets are still available. And I do believe they sell single-day tickets if you only want to go for one day. One thing I will caution you is um, from reading the rules last year, If these are wristbands that you will get. So once you give a person a wristband, you can't have them take it off and give it to a different person for the next day. So think carefully about who you're bringing because you're with them for three days. All right. All right. So 508-996-0500 is the number to call in and chime in on some of the topics we'll discuss today. Uh, first of all, we had a, a bit of a interesting update in that story that broke last Friday night. And then, you know, we talked about through the course of the weekend of the newborn baby girl found amongst the refuse at a Rochester recycling plant. Now, they had pinpointed that it probably, the the the, um, the baby probably came over in refuse sent from Martha's Vineyard because this facility processes all of that trash from the Cape. So they were able to figure out, I'm assuming from whatever else was around the remains, that it came from the vineyard. But there was a very interesting update that happened yesterday afternoon because uh, the DA, the Cape and Islands DA, is looking for, obviously, any information people can provide about uh, a missing pregnant woman, a, a pregnant woman who isn't pregnant anymore but doesn't have a child anymore, you know, doesn't have a child with her. Anybody that might know anything that might help identify who this infant girl might be. But the investigation took a little bit of a twist yesterday because... Uh, the DA, Robert J. Galliboys, he said yesterday that he is concerned for the welfare of the child's mother. And this is this is his direct quote. While there is no threat to the general public, 
The investigation to date suggests that the health and welfare of the mother may be at risk. Identifying her as soon as possible is of paramount importance and urgency. So something in examining the remains of this infant child has led them to believe that the mother may be at risk. And the fact that he pointed out that there is no general threat to the public, I'm assuming that that means it's it's not some kind of a disease that would be communicable. But there's something that's that's causing concern. And I I hope that someone knows some information. I mean the the vineyard is not it's not a huge place. There's got to be folks there who, if if this woman is from there, someone must know her and have information. And I've seen it on the news. I've seen it on the television news. But I haven't seen it really pop up a whole bunch across social media outside of, you know, the news station's stories that came out on Friday. But it's almost like this story isn't getting as much, for lack of a better term, traction. So I don't know what else can be done to try to spread the word and and get more information. And I'm sure they're blanketing the vineyard with investigators trying to find out what went on here. Because I don't know that this was necessarily a crime. I know you immediately think somebody threw threw an infant child in the trash. That someone had a had a baby and didn't want it and put it in the trash, but we don't know that that's the case. We've been given very little information, and I'm sure we'll get more. But you know, they're looking for help identifying the child, but they they haven't told us anything about the child outside of the fact that it's a it's a female, that it's a girl. And even that was not information they provided originally. My guess was because they had to wait for the medical examiner to be able to determine that. But the, the, the to, to assume that it was a crime is a little bit premature because it could have been a stillbirth. It could have been some sort of a complication. And this is just how they did away with the the child's remains. And the fact that they're worried about the mother makes me think that it might have been something along those lines. So I I don't know how much information we will get, but I'm sure we will get more than, than what we know now. If there is a crime involved, you know, we'll get a lot of information. If it was, and, and I don't know, I'm, I'm sure some of you were out there saying it's a crime to put human remains in the trash. Yes, I'm sure that I'm sure that that is. But I'm talking about, you know, if it's if it's foul play, we'll find out more about it. If it's just a horrible tragedy that someone panicked or didn't know what to do or what have you and just disposed of the child in this manner, well then that's that's just a sad matter that will probably, you know, deserve to be private. 
But it's a story that we will keep an eye on, and I'm sure we will get some sort of updates, uh, especially if they make an identification, at least. And then, of course, the other story is the city's draft complaint against the MBTA. So I got a little confused yesterday when I was talking to Jack about the which location it is. So, so there's there's two places where the train is coming in, and the MBTA took property in both places by eminent domain. And I had had conversations with people kind of off the record in the past, and I might have confused some of that in my mind. But the bottom line is they underpaid for the land that they took, and they're taking the whale's tooth parking lot. Now, I talked with Mayor Mitchell about that here on the program. We talked about whether or not, you know, how that would work as a T station. And I know that he was against the T taking over that lot. That he wanted the city to run the lot. And that the, I guess the MBTA would pay a lease to the city. But in in the end, it, what he was concerned about was ensuring that that parking lot could remain a parking lot for more than just the T station. And I think that that's something that we need to, to keep an eye on. How much are they going to control that? But this, I don't, if you ask me, do I think this will slow down South Coast Rail? I don't think that it will. I think what will happen is it will proceed as planned, but that this could drag out legally. Or maybe, maybe the MBTA wants to make a quick resolution to the issue so it can move on without the cloud of this hanging over the day that they put the first train on the track and have all the dignitaries come on. Because wouldn't, wouldn't that be an odd, an odd, um, encounter day one of of the south coast rail service to have the head of the mbta standing next to mayor mitchell when there's an ongoing potential lawsuit between the two sides so i think that they would want to get it taken care of but as jack spillane pointed out yesterday you know then the mbta is notoriously without money i've been trying to reach out to a few of the um, delegation to see if they want to come on and discuss it. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe they'll pop on South Coast tonight uh, when Marcus is back in tomorrow because that'll be easier. I think Marcus and Chris will both be there tomorrow night. Maybe it's easier for them at night. But, uh, you know, you read the Globe article and they were taken aback by this. They They didn't know this was coming and they're concerned for how this will affect that going forward. So I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts, 508-996-0500. You can also hit me up on the WBSM app with an app chat message or an open line voicemail message, and uh, and we'll play that on the show. But right now, why don't we take our first break of the hour, and we'll be back in a few moments. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old-time movie About a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark 
Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see Obviously, you know, being a paranormal guy, that's a song that I'm, I'm well acquainted with. But I actually learned about Gordon Lightfoot, who, uh, who passed away at the age of 84. I learned about Gordon Lightfoot through Art Bell. I mean, I knew the name. I mean, you, you hear that name, and I knew some of the music from, you know, driving around with my mom and my grandmother when I was younger. But I didn't really know the songs that well. But uh, listening to Art Bell at night, you know, he always had his bumper music. And, oh, my God was the bumper music went from being something that I thought was a, a great part of his program to something that became the bane of my existence when I became the host of the show because the music was apparently so ingrained in what they did that his listeners, his fans, couldn't listen to the show without the bumper music. So when I was, you know, taking over as the host, by that point, they had been through, there had been two other hosts between Art and myself. And the decision had been made when the host before me came in that they weren't going to pay for the music license anymore because it wasn't worth it for the amount of money that they had to pay and all the paperwork that had to be done for the listenership that the show had. Because by this point, the, the program had gone from being, the Midnight in the Desert program had gone from being something that was on actual radio to being something that was internet only and subscriber-based. So the numbers weren't what they were when Art Bell was hosting, obviously. Nobody's going to bring in Art Bell numbers. So they made that decision to cut the the bumper music. But all I heard from people is you need to bring back the bumper music. You need to bring back the bumper music. Like did 30 seconds of a song that you've heard a million times really make the show for you? If that's the case, you weren't listening to the show well enough. Like that's just transition to get you from the commercial into the talk. It shouldn't have been the reason that you tuned in. If it was the reason that you tuned in, just download Spotify instead and find those songs. In fact, if you go to Spotify and you type in Art Bell Playlist, there are plenty of people who have created a playlist with all the bumper music that he was famous for playing. I mean, I can only hear Dancing Queen so many times in my life. But people wanted that music all the time, and so that became a, a huge argument that I got into with, with folks all the time. Like, why, why do you care? If it bothers you that much, well, um, well, well, we go to commercial, play one of the songs on your own computer. And I get it. I get, I get the atmosphere and the mood that it creates. Obviously, that song, if you could read my mind, it works well when you're talking to psychics or when you're talking about ghosts or those kind of things. But it, it's also, it's just, it's added ambiance. So I think, you know, that there's probably going to be a lot of tributes to Gordon Lightfoot out there for the next, you know, obviously the next few days for sure. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if Art Bell's name doesn't come up in a lot of them because that sundown, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, like these were songs that Art Bell was playing in his bumper music all the time and, and really kept Gordon Lightfoot at the forefront of what it was that he was doing on the biggest overnight radio program in the world. I don't know if he ever had Gordon Lightfoot on the show. Probably. They had a tendency to bring on some of the bigger artists. Uh, when when I had taken over the show, we didn't have any licensed music. Everything that I used was created by my friend Dave with his band Under the Question. So they had created all the music for us to play. In fact, the theme song that he created for me to use on, on Art Bell's show is now the theme song that we use here on Spooky South Coast. But we did have one song that we played at the end of every show and that was Crystal Gale's Midnight in the Desert which she wrote specifically for Art Bell and as the songwriter and the pub owner of the publishing rights she gave him permission to use that song in perpetuity and then when Art Bell passed away she gave each subsequent host permission to play that song so that's the only like musical connection I had to what was originally arts program you know couldn't start with with the same music couldn't start with the chase but was able to end with the same theme so if you were an art bell listener you you know gordon lightfoot's music pretty well and uh so he passed away at the age of 84 and i didn't realize how many people i know were such big gordon lightfoot fans i mean i'm not i'm not gonna claim to be a huge fan I don't uh, I don't turn the radio if they come on but I don't I don't have them on my iPod either. I think even that even that statement's getting getting dated. What do I say? I don't have them on my Spotify playlist. I don't know. I don't use Spotify honestly. But I I didn't really like seek out the music, but I didn't turn it off if it came on, but a lot of folks that I've seen on my social media were apparently big big fans. Because they talked about the personal connection that those songs had for them. So if you had that, of course, you can call in 508-996-0500. It's always, you know, I think when celebrities pass away, when famous people pass away, sometimes people get overly upset about it. More than I feel is is, is necessary. And I, again, I'm not somebody who's going to tell you how to grieve or or what you should be upset about, but... I mean, I still see people posting tributes to Robin Williams every day. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, but all of the movies that he made are still there for you to watch. Like, all the joy that he brought you is still there. And he wasn't making those kind of movies when he passed anyway. So I don't know, like, you know... The, the, the movies that you are connecting with him over are still there for you. But with a musician, I find it's always a little bit different because those songs, and maybe it's just me, maybe I'm different than other people, but music makes a deeper connection with me than a movie or a book does. Books are pretty, books can be pretty deep. But not like music to me. And especially lyrics. And of course... You know, Gordon Lightfoot, great singer, as a great songwriter, as well as a great singer. So, you know, throw on some Gordon Lightfoot today and 
remember him. If if uh, if you were a fan and if you had never heard of him, give him a listen, and maybe you'll become a fan. 508-996-0500, or you can hit us up on the WBSM app with App Chat, like Not Bad and Oak Bluff did. He says, uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is my favorite Gordon Lightfoot song. I, I like it. I think, if you could read my mind, probably has more of that spiritual connection for me because, again, you know, the, the, the themes of it and some of the things that are mentioned uh, fit my life, but also because of hearing that song so much on Coast to Coast. But also, Sundown, I think, is a, 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 a fun, you know, sing-along song for sure. You get a bunch of people in the car that all know the words to that song, and, and that's a fun sing-along Um Bob in New Bedford says, hey, Tim, boy, do I miss Art Bell. Also, Some Velvet Morning was one of his favorite plays. I know. He loved that song. And it's such an odd song that it it wouldn't, it didn't fit anywhere else but on that show. So outside of, you know, when it was released at a time when there was strange music like that on the charts, I don't know that that song would have had any life still if not for... Um, Art Bell. So some Velvet Morning was, uh, you know, Nancy Sinatra and Lee Greenwood. George Norrie is great too, but Miss Art also prayers to Gordon Lightfoot's family. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, the, some Velvet Morning I think is like the epitome of the song that Art Bell kept going that probably wouldn't have been out there otherwise. There's, uh, and of course, you know, um, George Norrie has done a lot with, with Pat Boone. He's a huge Pat Boone fan. He's brought him on the show many times. And so he does a lot with keeping Pat Boone's music alive. But for me, um, you know, I, some Velvet Morning stands out as like, what, like if somebody said to me, name a, name an Art Bell bumper song, I would probably say Dancing Queen first or, or, you know, a different ABBA song because he loved ABBA, like loved ABBA. I, I, his producer Keith would tell me he's like no no it would be like I had to have ABBA every night and um, but some Velvet Morning would be like that quintessential song 508-996-0500 good morning you were on WBSM good morning how are you good I saw uh, Gordon Lightfoot at the Z about five years ago and uh, it was a good deal because it didn't really cost a lot but he was probably pushing 80 and you could tell he was having you know, a tough time, you know, as far as his voice and vocals. and Yeah, he, from my understanding, he, he'd he been ill over the last few years. Right, but he kept touring and touring. Even my wife said, I can't believe he keeps touring because, it, you know, I don't know, but he was sick. But anyway, let me end it with this. I wasn't a big fan of his. I like some of his music. But if you ever play the song Beautiful, it'll make your heart just thump. It, it's probably one of the most beautiful songs ever written by anybody. All right, maybe uh, maybe we'll spin it. Yeah, spin it if you can. All right, thank you so much. Thanks. Have a good day. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. And, you know, and again, that's that's what, that's you look at something like that. So you look at a person like Gordon Lightfoot and you say, okay, he's not in the best of health. Why is he still out there touring? And, you know, automatically you think to yourself, well, what happened? You know, why, why doesn't he have money? Why is he, but it's not necessarily about money. It's not. It's it's about keeping the music alive and the joy of playing the music and, and playing it for new audiences. So Mickey Dolenz is out there right now. Well, I think the tour wrapped up. But he was doing a tour of, you know, Mickey Dolenz plays the monkeys because he, he loves going out and performing and keeping those songs alive and, and finding, you know, the younger audiences. When I went to see the monkeys, what, not last year, but the year before, I think, 
Or was it last year? I, I, I forget. No, I think it was the year before last because Mike was still alive. So when I went to see the monkeys and it was Mike and Mickey, it was astounding to me that I sat down in my seat and I was lucky enough to, to get on the, the website early and I got like fifth row. So I was pretty close. The tickets were like 35, 40 bucks. I don't, I don't remember what they were. They were cheap. And sitting next to me were two young girls in their mid-20s. And I said to them, I was like, oh, you you here with your moms? And they're like, no, no, we love the monkeys. And I said, well, how did you get to know the monkeys? Like, well, you know, you, you went out and saw them with our moms. And then you hear their songs everywhere and you realize that there's a lot of great songs. So it's, you know, that's why some of these artists keep playing because they know there's another generation that wants to see them live that didn't get the chance. So, I mean, I go to see bands that are, you know, I guess, quote unquote, past their prime. You know, I, what, what did I do? Recently, I went to see Tiffany, the 80s pop sensation. And then last week I saw Bush, you know, the, the 90s alternative band. But that's because they're out there playing because they know that they have their regular fans that want to see them, but also new fans that, that have never gotten the chance to see them. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. What's up, Tim? How you doing? Good. Um, so I asked my, um, for a little update on that, that I completely off topic, by the way, just to warn you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting down at dinner last night and I had shopped and I had talked to my daughter about that protest, that silent protest, that Bristol Lackey. And that was last Friday? Last Friday on the 28th. And she told me that from her observance, there wasn't anybody that was participating in that, you know, Anybody in her classes, nobody was, and she's 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 friends with a few uh, kids that are in that that group there, that LGBTQ group or whatever. And um, she said that not not one person she's seen throughout the school day in all of her classes weren't they weren't participating in it. Well, how did she? How did, how did she judge that they weren't participating? Because they were. Talk, I mean, they, she asked a few of them that were in the group, and uh, she got feedback that. You know, ninety-nine point nine percent of the kids that were in that group. I she said I think there's only like thirteen or fourteen kids in the group altogether. But um, the two that she asked, you know, hey, are they? Is anybody participating in that protest? And they said no. Well, I mean, there must so, have been there must have been some that did. I don't know, Tim. I mean, I, she she talked to the to the two kids that were in the group, and uh, one of the kids was like, oh, they, you know, it, it's a stupid protest, anyways. You know, this is coming from the kid that was in the group. You know the the, the club. The club I, I, after I don't know. I'm not calling. I'm not calling your daughter a liar, but I find that oh, hard no, to believe I, that somebody in that community would would call it a stupid thing. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it just shows the you know the uh, immaturity they, well, they, you know, they side of it. They might have thought that they might have thought like maybe the parameters or the way that it was being handled was stupid, but I don't I don't think that they would think that the idea behind it is stupid. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm just giving you you know. Word for word, what my what my daughter told me last night. So, um, but I, it might just be the kids aren't mature enough yet to realize, you know, the the um, uh, realize the the I don't I, the importance of the, the the silent protest. You know what I mean? Like it's it, you know they don't really know yet how to participate in something like that of that aspect. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say, but and, and, and it is entirely possible that I think some of them just felt there's no way I can stay silent for a whole day. 
Like even yeah, if, probably, even, you're, probably, even, you're probably right, you know. Even if I do believe in the concept and the idea behind it, I don't I don't think that I could commit to that because I just, you know, I'm I'm somebody who talks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like, think about this. How many times did the teacher tell you in school, like, okay, stop talking, and you still said something otherwise? Uh, you just can't help. You don't even realize you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, listen, I got, I got something else that, that I wanted to ask you. Sure. I ended up coming across a video last night, and um, it, it, it's it, it I, I just, I, I couldn't help myself but laugh. But, um, you know, the whole thing with the Bud Light, uh, you know, the cans and everything else and uh, the the woman flash man, the transgender woman there that's on the, the can now. Um, you know, the guy the guy was pretty much made a video. He, he, he was he was stating that, you know, uh, make it fun of this lady that originally posted a video. So you know what a stitch video is, right? Where they yeah, stitch two videos together. Okay. Yep. It's like somebody's well, reaction original, to it, yeah, or interaction exactly. with it. Yeah, so the original poster of the video was a woman who was bashing all the right-wing beer drinkers out there that, oh, you know, it's crazy that you guys uh, are making such a big deal about this. You know, it's just a a woman on a can, blah, 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 right? And then that's stitched over to the other guy now. Now it's his video, right? So he's like, well, yeah, you know, it is kind of crazy that, you know, we're all going up, you know, crazy about this this beer can, you know, and people are throwing their 30-packs out and everything, you know, and he says, uh, he says, but you know what else is crazy, though? is to think that it was crazy enough to take a man off of a rice box. It was crazy enough to take a woman off of a syrup bottle. And it was crazy enough to take another guy off of an oatmeal box. But that's not crazy. To, no, they didn't. You know, they didn't think about the butt. They didn't take, you know, they didn't take the Quaker Oats guy off. Well, the other guy there, the Ben, uh, the, the, oh, uh, um, cream wheat. The, 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 Cream of wheat guy. There you go. Oh yeah. Sorry. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't. I don't think of that as oatmeal. That's that's my. That's my. I think of that as like. Yeah. I think of that as like a porridge. Yeah, but you 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 get. I I I thought it was great. I thought it was like yeah. Is this hundred percent true? No, not really no, though. You, it's you know, it's not the same thing. So if it wasn't the same thing, then why are they make us? Why did they make such a big deal about it and say we have to take this off the brands? Because they were concerned about the depiction of it being considered, you know, tied back to racist themes because they were put on. So you can say, you know, if you look at the way that they were depicted now, they were certainly a um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A tasteful representation. I know that that might not sound exactly right, but, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a caricature of of any kind of person the way that they were presented in in the modern era and that's because you know the logos had evolved over time but when they were originally put on these boxes they were put on there as caricatures they were put on there as this is you know the typical black mammy that we expect to have in the kitchen cooking for us that's what the idea was behind it and so taking them off was to end that association with those characters because they were originally put on there under that guise. Uh, and then it's a t- totally different situation because putting Dylan Mulvaney on the can, which, by the way, it was not mass produced. It was only cans that they sent to Dylan Mulvaney. People like to forget that point. But the putting him on the can or putting her on the can, rather, was designed to uh, empower her and, and, and to recognize her. That's what it was for. And, and by the way, they do that 
crap all the time. They love to send gimmicky products to celebrities and influencers so that they put it out on their social media and they get free publicity out of it. That's what it was all about. It was about getting Dylan Mulvaney to go on social media, which she did, and and say, oh, look, Bud Light sent me my own beer can. It's amazing. Bud Light, you're so wonderful. And then they get free advertising out of a social influencer in a category that they you know probably didn't have much headway in prior to that. So think about this now. Think about the fact that now, you know, everybody's like, look, Looking at the stock prices and thinking about, oh, look at all of the, uh, look at all of the money that they lost in the immediate aftermath of that. Okay, yeah, but now they're also the first beer that anybody in that community is going to think about, and that any liberal person is going to go out and want to buy now. So it worked out well for them in that regard. But it wasn't about that. It was about trying to get this person to just put it on social media and get some free publicity out of it. I know because I have friends who are influencers, and it drives me nuts the way that some of these brands bend over backward, like here you go, here you go. like one of them. One one of the biggest um, influencers in the makeup world is uh, is Michaela Noguera, who's from Freetown. Uh, she used to be my intern here at Fun 107. And so I watch her all the time with her videos, and it's like these makeup companies send her all this makeup, and they send, they create their own line of makeup with her name on it. And it's it's just them looking to utilize a an existing influencer to try to increase their, their visibility in a certain market. Yeah, it's uh, – hey, you know – the worst thing for corporations to do is is get is get into anything political because once they do that, they're going to lose a lot of people. As you, I mean, so it, case it, in point with Anheuser Busch, I mean they 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 went political and they lost a crap load of money. But some companies, to them, it's worth it. To some companies, they would rather make a stand for something that they believe in and and have the people that don't believe in that same viewpoint just not utilize their product. It's fine because they're still doing fine anyway. It's not It's not like Anheuser-Busch is going to shut down over this. No, but or they could just stay neutral and not get in, into any, any political side. But why do they have to stay neutral? It's their choice. Right, but I mean, why would why would you want to sway to one side or, or the other? Why wouldn't you just want to stay neutral and just keep your head and your nose out of, you know, out of the political because, side of, of... Because they don't want to. Well, I mean that's 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 their fault. I mean they lost a lot of money, and, and I and, and again, they, they, I, I haven't heard them complain about that. I haven't heard them say, "Gee, we really made the wrong move here." Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know they, what the real problem is here? Here's what the real problem. The real problem isn't that they made a political choice and that people, you know, had a backlash to it. The problem is, is they did something as a marketing stunt. They did something in marketing, and everybody that wanted to complain about it didn't know what they were talking about and turned it into something political when it wasn't. That's what actually happened. I mean, you... It wasn't it was a political politi- choice. It was, poli- it was political one way or another, the way you look at it. I mean, it was Did you not political. hear what I said to you when I explained to you why it happened? It was a marketing move. It was designed to have an influence. And the same way they might have sent beer to Kid Rock with his face on it, and he would have been all over social media promoting it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's all about, to them, it's not about what are the, what, the community or anything like that. It was about getting in, access into that person's audience and getting that person's audience to start buying their product. It's it's just viral marketing. That's all that it is. Yeah. Well, I I don't really think that that really drew any any uh, income to Anheuser Busch, though. I mean, we'll see. Versus the yeah. I, I mean, do we have any numbers on it? Are there any are there well, any recent numbers that came out on it? or no. The stock went down, but then again, you know, when you think about the uh, the amount of brands that they have, 
like in how many people are, are saying I'm never going to drink Bud Light again, but they're still knocking back Anheuser-Busch products because they don't realize just how much of the market that yeah, company controls. Global, you know, it'll, everything it'll all yeah. balance out. So Bud, Bud Light sales go down, that's okay. They're going to buy something else that's still going to even out everything for them over the course of the quarter anyway. I mean that's just yeah, well, that's just because of the diversity of how these how these companies you know diversify themselves. It insulates them from having anything anything that might cause one brand any damage. The other brands will make up for it. Yeah. All right, Tim. All right. All right, man. Have a good day. And I uh, I do got to take a break. I'm behind. We'll be back in a few moments. Oh, you might be getting hungry. You can probably hear my stomach rumbling. Well, it's still time to get out there and have a great breakfast for yourself. Head on over to Just Another Phoenix Restaurant in Dartmouth because they've got all of your breakfast favorites plus really creative specials each and every day. And today is Tuesday, which means that seniors get free coffee with the purchase of their breakfast. So they want to take care of you over there. They want to make sure that they're helping you save. They keep the prices affordable so that you can still go out and have breakfast even while it costs so much money to go out and eat these days at most places not at just another phoenix they've got a lot of great breakfasts many of them under ten dollars and you can go in there and two people can eat and get in and out of there for less than 25 bucks so check them out and also if you can't go in and you can't spend some time remember their entire menu is available through the drive-thru so just call ahead let them know what you want and you can pick it right up through the drive-thru window and be on your way with your day so you can have breakfast you know tell me that wouldn't make everybody jealous right you show up with your just another phoenix breakfast maybe you've got your your stuffed french toast or your cheese roll stuffed with bacon or sausage and your delicious home fries and everybody's like where'd you get that well you went to just another phoenix on fawns corner road in dartmouth all right we're gonna take our final break of the hour and be back in a few all right well we are just about out of time for this hour we're gonna be heading into the 